Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Make some noise. Yo, yo, yo. This, who is this guy? Is Wes McElroy on Fox Sports 910 and Fox Sports Radio. Call the show at 345-0910 or email Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. Here he is. He is the man. Wes McElroy. Off and running. Thanks for cranking us up, whether it be on Fox Sports 910 or on the iHeartRadio app. And thank you for cranking us up on what we like to call a free pizza Friday brought to you by Chinello's Pizza. Thank God it's Friday! Coming up, the Redskins go to Baltimore, open up the preseason. However, they look more like they went to Baltimore and played football for the first time together. Ever. We have rookies making first impressions. Wednesday night, it was Deshaun Watson. Last night, Mitchell Trubisky? Mitchell Trubisky. And we could have news today on Ezekiel Elliott, which could be good, could be bad, or could be really bad. Once again, welcome in on this Friday. Thank God it's Friday! Paulie V is producing this show. Yo, Paulie! Gary Hess is on the updates. I, I told you yesterday, football preseason opens up. Some of you had that moment of joy yesterday. Some of you had a little pep in your step because football was back. Maybe you're sitting at the office at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and go, man, I, I get to watch football tonight. I get to watch my team. But then I warned you. I said there would be that, that feel of disappointment about 20 minutes in when the starters go out and it would feel like a big tease. And then, you, you know, you just got this little crumb of football and then what? That's it? Well, I don't know if it was disappointment, anger, bewilderment, or fear when the Redskins got that first team offense off the field. Maybe it was relief. Whatever it was, that was not good last night. Let's get into it. Let's dive into the three stories of the morning. I like to call it McElroy's Morning Edition. It's the first word on the headlines of the day. It's McElroy's Morning Edition on Fox Sports 910. Let's start this party off on this August 11, 2017. Story number one. And that would be the Redskins losing to the Baltimore Ravens 23-3 in their preseason opener. But eh, it's the preseason. Forget about the score. It was more of the ah, looking at this team last night and how they looked on offense, which was just discombobulated from the opening snap. Here is uh, a man that I would not deem as Mr. Happy afterwards, Jay Gruden. No, we didn't play very well. Obviously, he had two drives with our ones and uh, two three and outs. It wasn't good enough to sack and drop pass, so. Uh, you know, to start, not a good start, but uh, got out there, did some pregame warm-up, came out of the tunnel, got six plays, and uh, we just got to get better. Yeah, it's a start. It's not a good start, that's for sure. Kirk Cousins played in two series, both ended the same, three and out. His first throw, not on target, but Terrell Pryor should have caught it. Two plays later on third and long, Cousins ambushed in the backfield, sacked. The Redskins' next drive ended with the same general result. Cousins, one of two, five yards. Robert Kelly had two rushing yards on three carries. That's not on Rob Kelly, but because the, the O-line gave him little to no room. 
leaving Kelly to fend off defenders in the backfield. Sound familiar? As in, like, last year? There's a lot of questions on this offense with the wide receivers and the running backs and how Jay Gruden as a play caller will be. So it's not good when the one area you feel solid about looks awful because the Redskins' O-line got abused by the the Ravens' D-line last night. And when you have that happen, you're not getting much work done anywhere else. Redskins had nine offensive plays and zero net yards to start the game. Uh, At one point, their first 20 plays, they had 31 net yards. I'll get to my good because, yeah, there's actually some good stuff from last night, mainly from the defensive side of the ball. I'll get to my good. I got my bad, and I do have my ugly from last night, and I'll break it down for you coming up. What you hope for in any and every preseason game is you hope there isn't an uglier as in injuries, and there were injuries last night. Ready. Only injuries that report Trent Murphy and Sue Cravens both uh, going to need MRIs. We'll know more when we get them. Okay, source. Sue is injury. Knee. Source telling Mike Jones of the Washington Post, who you heard there at the end of that clip, Cravens believed to have suffered either a hyperextension of the knee or a meniscus-related injury. MRI today at some point. Right now, it's just you hope for the best. Rich Tandler of CSN Mid-Atlantic. He was there in Baltimore last night. He'll join us. He'll update us. And um, we'll dive into this because is there something more here than just the first preseason game? Like something that's not going down here in Richmond. We'll tackle that coming up. And we invite you to share your thoughts, if you will, from last night's preseason opener from the Redskins. Whether they be good, bad, or ugly. Story number two. Well, it's a Friday in August. You've got football going on. You've got baseball going on. I'll get to the PGA Championship, which is going on. You know, feels like a perfect day for a media dump. And if you don't know what a media dump is, that means take a really big story and dump it somewhere on a Friday afternoon so the news cycle dies down by Monday. You may get a media dump today from the NFL. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reporting, Clarity coming on the Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Ruling on his investigation expected soon, source said could be as early as tomorrow. That was from yesterday afternoon. Now what that means, nobody really quite knows, including the Cowboys. And there have been guesses, speculation, reports all over the place. You've got, who is it, Chris Carter from Fox Sports 1 saying that Elliott could be suspended possibly four to six weeks. Adam Schefter had mentioned, I would say, probably, what, about a month ago that it could be a week. Some saying it's possibly nothing. The league has investigated this case more than a year since Ezekiel Elliott's ex-girlfriend accused him of domestic violence. The Cowboys continue to insist that there's nothing here, that he's done nothing to earn a suspension. This goes back to his days in Columbus. The, The prosecutor's office declined to press charges against Zeke. After a six-week investigation, so the NFL has been taking almost a year here, and maybe something today because this does feel like the perfect day to do the media dump, especially if the NFL wants this to be quiet. And that that could mean either way, something nothing here, you know, if he's clear, or if this is a big wow suspension, well, then you want to try to bury it about 4 o'clock this afternoon. You know, uh, hit that send button on the press release on your way out the door. People try to call. No one's there. Oh, sorry. We'll catch you on Monday. But the importance of Zeke Elliott, I I think 
it's it's clear after last year, and it's clearly something to watch, even if it's just for one game, because that opener is against the Giants, a divisional game. So lots of jittery folks today around the Cowboys. We will have to wait and see. Michael Robinson of the NFL Network in studio with us today at 8 a.m. We'll get his reaction and his thoughts to potential news later today on Ezekiel Elliott. And story number three. Thorborn Olsen of Denmark rolling in a 30-foot putt on the final hole yesterday, four under 67, and a one-shot lead to open up the PGA Championship. Jordan Spieth, not a great day. Uh, Not a great day for a lot of people. Not since 2010 at Whistling Straits has a score as high as 67 led the opening round of the PGA Championship. Mr. Jordan Spieth. Happy to get through the day with a 72 in his quest to complete the career Grand Slam. Rough day of putting for the British Open champ. It was a day that really should have been a couple under and, and was one over, so a bit frustrated with that. But I was at three over, brought it back two under in the last three to have it, you know, at least a chance going forward. Ricky Fowler shooting two under 69, trailing the leader by two shots in his quest for his first major. And the U.S. Open champ, Brooks Kapka faring much better with a 68. He was among those with one shot behind the leader. I mean, these greens are the fastest greens I've ever played. And the thing is, they're only going to get faster and firmer. So it'll be really interesting to see how the rest of the week plays. But uh, hit the ball really well, drove it really well, and uh, put the ball in the fairway. So that's what we need to do out here. With the exception of hitting the Marshall on the 13th hole. Did you see that there, Paulie? Oh, no, I missed this. Oh, yeah. Drove it right into it. Looked like to his noggin. Oh. Guy went down, went down hard. But Kapka, classy move, walked over, signed a glove for him, said he was sorry, checked on him, you okay? Actually kind of hovered around him. You, you good, dude? Like I gotta go, I gotta go bogey this hole. But Brooks Gapka right there. Jordan Spieth, he's around there. But Thorben Olsen of Denmark. Old Thorby, he's in the lead. Back on the course today, everybody. Back on the course today at 7:20. And there are your three storylines to start off this Friday. It's McElroy's morning edition on Fox Sports 910. All guests appearing on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, and they do include Michael Robinson. Lots to kick around this morning from the NFL, and including that name stirring up the NFL this morning. Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, Paulie. Paulie, we were talking about potential Rookie of the Year candidates yesterday. We mentioned Christian McCaffrey. We mentioned Deshaun Watson. We mentioned Joe Mixon. We mentioned Dalvin Cook. We mentioned Corey Davis. We did not mention Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. And Mitchell stirring up the Windy City last night. He he stirred it up after Mike Lennon stunk it up. If you missed what went down with the Bears last night, Mitchell capitalizing on the moment to say the least. But does it affect the depth chart? We'll dive into that. We'll go around the NFL. Uh, the Redskins clearly did not capitalize on the moment last night. I'll come back. I'll give you my good, my bad, and my ugly from last night. And look, I know it's only the preseason. okay? But I, I'm going to invite you. You watched last night. I get it. You were giddy. Football's back. You were happy. You were excited to see. You, you maybe didn't make it out to training camp. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But you wanted to see something last night. And what you got was, well, what you got was that. So I, I invite you to share. Look, I know it's reactions. I know it's overreactions. I know it's just the preseason game one. But, hey, feel free to fire away. Uh, we like to call this a, uh, a safe zone today. You share your reactions. We can talk about it. Maybe I can talk you down off the ledge. I possibly could keep you up there. 
but you let me know. 345-0910. That is the telephone number, 345-0910. The Twitter handle, at West Fox Sports 910. Take your good, your bad, your ugly, your observations from last night with the Redskins and the Ravens. And back to that line, which I will repeat today at about 10 gazillion times. I know it's just the preseason. But is there a bigger problem here? Is there a philosophical a, a style issue, a coaching issue with the Redskins at hand? Is Jay Gruden continuing to make the same mistake over and over? And I've got to think about this after what I saw and how I saw it last night. I'll fill you in on what I'm talking about next. We're just getting things started on this free pizza football Friday brought to you by our friends at Chinello's Pizza. Thank God it's Friday! I'll be giving away $20 gift cards to Chinello's all morning long. Don't you go anywhere. We're kicking off this party and we're doing it right. Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. I think it's a wake-up call. I think it showed us that uh, as much as we may have been making some plays in, in training camp in Richmond and feeling good about what we were doing, I think it's, it's a realization that uh, we got a long ways to go. And uh, I think that can be a good thing in the long run. It could be good to, to have that wake-up call. It could be the best thing we need right now. That is Kirk Cousins last night, clearly in the hallway, talking to the media, saying uh, it's a wake-up call. I don't know what... The Redskins' wake-up call will be this morning. It's because reportedly they got back on the buses after the game in Baltimore and went right back to Richmond last night. Now, I imagine that was planned because players need to pack because they're they're here until Monday. However, I imagine that was a long, unhappy bus ride after how some of the Redskins played last night. We're taking your reaction this morning. Watch preseason game number one, whether it be one quarter or one half. If you watch the whole entire thing, I am up and Adam, and, well, I'd like to talk to you. What and how did you walk away with? from last night's preseason opener. 345-0910, that is our telephone number, and my Twitter handle is at Wes, Fox Sports 910. And yes, I imagine most things, if you are a Redskins fan this morning, it's not, uh, it's not a warm and fuzzy feel, especially the offensive line. Uh, my bad, I guess, for not bringing this up more, but that, I mean, that was surprising last night. Of all the things that you kind of wanted to see, you would assume that the O-line would play stable enough where you could see all right, could we see Cousins? Could we see if he's shaky? Could we see if he's on point? How does he look with Terrell Pryor? Because that's the storyline there. Him, him and Pryor getting on the same page. You knew Doxon and you knew Crowder wasn't going to be in there, but all right. How about Rob Kelly? How about Samaje Pirine? But then you see Trent Williams, Scherf, Morgan Moses, Spencer Long. He's got some time under his belt. You know, the question's been on the O-line at left guard. Sean, Sean LaValle's healthy, something he has not been for a while. So we – We've not really talked much about him besides, you know, you hear all this stuff about the Hogs 2.0 and how they all worked out together over the summer. Well, last night, Hogs 2.0, that version looked like it had a virus. Looked like that was a, a program, a software that got compromised because they, they were off, they were out of sync. I, I know Baltimore actually threw a blitz in there, but, hey, man, it's the NFL. That's another team. Be ready for it. And it's not like the, these five have not played together before, yet that's how they looked last night. And when you have questions about wide receiver and running back, you are not going to accomplish much when your O-line doesn't allow any time to set anything up. And that's what happened last night. You got Kirk Cousins getting sacked. You got Rob Kelly getting blown up in the backfield. And, I mean, even Colt McCoy, he was taking his licks last night because there were a few times that he was trying to get a pass attempt off and – uh, there was one, there was a third, I think third and eight, and Ty Inseki, Ari Kwanjo, and Chase Roulier, these guys looked like they were on roller skates going backwards. 
So right there, literally from the get-go, from the, the start of the football, the line of scrimmage, it did not look good last night for the Redskins. There were other things. I mean, they're just they're, they're things, you know, the fumbles, four in the first half. Samaj Piran, come on, man. For, and look, I'm not the only one. I've been big on Piran. Now, the one thing that I have said, which was kind of, you know, kind of put in perspective last night, for all those people ready to cash out and chase out Rob Kelly, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, there's this feel in the offseason. I get it. It's like Christmas morning. You get a shiny new toy. You take the toys from last year and you push it in the back. Everybody's ready to cash in on Rob Kelly, ready to trade out, ready to forward on him. But uh, Samaji P. Ryan, he's, uh, he got one carry last night on third and inches where he barely gets the first down because he didn't hit the hole. He was dancing. Then two plays later, I think it was, two plays later on second down, he dances again in the backfield, fumbles the ball, gets it stripped. Didn't jump on it, but he's still laying the ball on the ground. Not good. Then the next play, he gets a short pass to go right back at him. He starts to run before he gets the ball. Incomplete. Uh, it, it's just one game, and, and maybe it's some rookie nerves, but there's already a, there's already a good-looking running back who doesn't hit the hole and fumbles the ball on this roster, and his name is Matt Jones. Don't need it from Samaje Piran. Here's Jay Gruden talking about some of the rookie nerves last night. I think a lot of those guys did, you know, putting an NFL jersey on for the first time. You're going to have some nerves, and uh, that's understandable. Now it's get those out of their system now. So we're expect to see steady improvement by everybody. You know, if they didn't play as well as they would like, I expect them to get better next week. And if they played good, then I still expect them to get better. So that's what we're looking for, the guys who improve and get better. That's perspective. I'm okay with that. There were things I did like last night, mostly on defense. I thought Zach Brown and Ryan Anderson, the second-round pick, outside linebacker out of Alabama, both of them flying around the ball. I thought Jonathan Allen had a few good plays in there, including a second effort to flee a blocker and make his first sack. So there were a few positives. But the overall taste is probably that of yuck after watching the starting offense for two series. Rich Tandler of CSN Mid-Atlantic, he'll join us coming up. I, I want to get his takeaways from last night. I also want to ask Rich this, and, I, and I'm trying not to overreact this morning, but this is a thought that I had last night at halftime. And it's not an original thought. Uh, in fact, Michael Phillips of the Times-Dispatch, who is, he's been talking about this for years. Does Jay, Ru- Jay Gruden run an intense enough camp? Michael's been in my ear. He's been talking about that for the past couple of years. Is Jay Gruden intense and tough enough here in Richmond? Now, I, I know that the NFL training camp experience has changed, and it's mostly because of the collective bargaining agreement. You know, I'll have two-a-days. There's very little hitting. There's no tackling. At least Jay Gruden does not like tackling to the ground. You've got way more days in shells and shorts than you do full pads. But is it tough enough? There's smart football, and I get that. And you don't want to gas these guys, wear them out, your fear of injuries, especially with a roster like this where it's not exactly – well, it's deep, but it's to the point where you're still looking for starters. So you don't want to start taking guys out by attrition. So I get there's a balance. Play football, learn football, get better at football, but also not start whacking guys out of the 53. But really, with the exception of one doozy of a practice, the first Monday, two Mondays ago, where some players said that they were puking afterwards, some guys said they were cramping, that's really been it. The weather's not been brutal. The practices haven't been brutal. And I want to ask Rich, what we saw last night, is it – is it because Jay Gruden is not 
pushing the right buttons? Is he not pushing enough buttons? Is he not getting these guys in the frame of mind? Now, granted, this is week one of the preseason. It's not week one of the regular season. But I, do, you, do you come back here? Do you see an amped up practice Saturday? Now, you're looking at Sua Cravens. You're looking at Trent Murphy. You got injuries there. Do you see an amped up practice Sunday? All of a sudden, Jay Gruden come in here like, like a tough guy and all of a sudden start ramping up practice. Because now you're getting ready to break your part here in Richmond and go back up to Ashburn. And now with the preseason games beginning, you're more back into the weeks of game mode. So did that, did that ship already pass? It, it feels pretty weak asking this because it's the first preseason game and they get to hit somebody else. But, you know, it is the first preseason game. They did get to play somebody else. Oh, by the way, it's their livelihood. So why why it's the players' accountability. I get that. But is Jay Gruden taking it too soft on these guys where the urgency and the intensity was just not there last night like it should have been? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I know it's just the preseason, but we can react. We can ask these questions. It's what we do. It's what we call Sports Talk Radio. I will take your opinions, your evaluations, and uh, I will give you my specific good, bad, and ugly. I think you can pick up on a couple of them just by the opening 26 minutes of the show, but I will gladly take yours. If you want to email me, you can, Wes, at foxsportsrichmond.com. Phone lines are open to you at 345-0910, and uh, we'll keep you updated. Uh, doubt that we hear anything through the course of 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Sua Cravens and Trent Murphy, both going for MRIs today. Expect something later today, but we'll check in with Rich Tandler of CSN Mid-Atlantic. Nora Princiati of the Washington Times will also be with us. And uh, I also have to get to this story here. Probably not on a lighter note, but a story where I'm wondering, are Cowboy fans taking over Virginia? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Have that for you coming up. 627 West McElroy, Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. Coming up, NASCAR is in Michigan this weekend. I'll tell you why Kevin Harvick will not be the most popular driver. Had some things to say about Dale Earnhardt Jr., but was he wrong? Tackle that coming up. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910, and the iHeartRadio app. Paulie, uh, we obviously opened the show talking about the Redskins preseason opener against the Ravens last night and the wow. performance by the Redskins. Paulie, can you uh, <laughs> can you uh, picked up on this? Can you play the clip that Gary just played in the update of Jay Gruden assessing the performance? No, we didn't play very well. Obviously, he had two drives with our ones and uh, two, three and outs. It wasn't good enough. A sack, a drop pass. So, uh, 
you know, it's a start, not a good start, but uh, got out there, did some pregame warm-up, came out of the tunnel, got six plays, and uh, – we just got to get better. You know it's not a good night when a coach is trying to assess the game and he's got to go reverting back to, you know, we, uh, we came out of the tunnel. We worked out on the field. We did some preseason stuff. Like, you know you are scrapping for compliments or anything good to say when the coach has to revert back to, well, you know, we did walk through the tunnel and nobody fell. And we got out and we did some warm-ups and everybody was okay after that. And, uh, okay, there's, um, there's my positives for the day. Oh. And his glass is always half full. No, Jay Gruden's glass is not half full this morning. He he, he did not get much sleep back on the bus ride last night. We uh, I will give you my good, my bad, and my ugly from the Redskins preseason game, but I just put this up here on Twitter. Fill in the blank Friday. As you wake up this morning after watching the Redskins' first preseason game, the first thing I'm thinking is blank, and I look forward to your answers. Have fun with it. Go any which way you want with it. Overreact to it. The first, after watching the Redskins' first preseason game and I wake up this morning, the first thing I'm thinking is go for it at West Fox Sports 910. Or if you want to verbally fill in the blank, you can do it by dialing up at 345-0910. 345-0910. Take your phone calls and we'll talk to Rich Tandler of CSN Mid-Atlantic in the 7 o'clock hour and uh, Noor Princiati of the Washington Times. will join Michael Robinson and I in the 8 o'clock hour. And I did open the show. Other news today to keep an eye on around the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott. Don't know if it's going to come down today or not, but uh, it does feel like a good day for a media dump for the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott, according to Ian Rappaport, the ruling on his investigation is expected soon. Could come as early as tomorrow. And Rappaport reporting that at about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And the setup is there. You know where you have like meteorologists will say the, the, the elements are there for a perfect storm or a tornado or a thunderstorm, all these things, humidities in the air, the barometric pressure, yada, yada, yada. It, um, it does feel like the setup for a good day to, a public re- to do a public relations dump, and, and some people don't understand that. In the way we work in the news cycle, things go so quick, and what you want to do is you want to try to bury a sports story. You bury If you're a public relations co- uh, company or if you deal with public relations you always put out bad news on a friday try to save good news for a monday because you want to get the news cycle you want to get people talking about you you want to you want to dominate the news cycle for the week if it's bad you want to get it in on friday media networks kind of have their 6:30 news done some people get the weekend off people are more away from the media on the weekends on saturdays so hey hopefully um Hopefully this thing won't be as bad if we just put it out Friday and then have Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now, while it feels like it's a perfect day to do an NFL media dump about 4 o'clock this afternoon on Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's good for Ezekiel Elliott or bad because you've had mixed reports. You had Adam Schefter who mentioned it could be a game for Ezekiel Elliott. You have the Cowboys who keep saying that he's done nothing to earn a suspension. You had Chris Carter of Fox Sports 1 say you could be looking at four to six games. Don't know. And that's, the, that's been the cloud over the story. Don't know as it's been going on now for what I want to say is almost exactly a year going back to what did or did not happen in Columbus. So it does feel like the perfect day to do a media dump, especially if the NFL wants to be quiet. But I, I don't know if that means nothing or it means something or it means something big. But I would, uh, I would if you're a Cowboy fan, I would keep attached to social media today because you could find some news out about Zeke Elliott. Even if it is a game, a Giants game does mean a lot to open up the beginning of the year. 
The other story, I guess that would be the story off the field. The big story this morning from the NFL on the field, as Michael Robinson would say, Mitchell Trubisky? Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky and company huddled up at the two-yard line. They go to work. 17 seconds left in the first half. They trail 10-zip to Denver. Two-minute offense for Mitchell Trubisky in his pro debut. Back to his left, Cunningham. Awaiting the shotgun snap. Trubisky on the roll to their side. Fires oh. left side. Enzo, touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Victor Cruz from Mitchell Trubisky. Two-yard touchdown throw. His first in the National Football League preseason opener. The second overall pick of the 2017 draft entered the game last night with a minute 55 seconds left before halftime, and life is forever changed in Chicago. (laughs) Trubisky, how about this for some start numbers? Goes four for four for 24 yards, including that touchdown there to Victor Cruz. Trubisky then attempts two other passes that did fall incomplete. However, there was Denver Broncos penalties on them, so they they were negated. He went 5 for 5 and 50 yards and led the Bears to a touchdown on his second drive. So he started 9 of 9, ended the night 18 to 25, 166 yards, one touchdown, and a quarterback rating of 103.1, Mitchell Trubisky. Now that's part two of the story, because part one of the story is Mike Glennon rolls out in his Bears debut and goes 2 of 8 for 20 yards, and his passer rating was, Paulie, it was a blue Tarski. 0.0. You're despicable. And that's what they're saying about Mike Glennon this morning. They're, they are calling in to Sports Talk Radio in the Windy City saying, Mitchell Trubisky is God and Mike Glennon is a bum. Oh, what a night in Chicago. Now, uh, John Fox did say afterwards, this does nothing to affect the depth chart. Yeah. Not now. Because it... I don't know about you, but it's felt like since, oh, I don't know, about 9 o'clock on uh, draft night, it's felt like Mike Glennon has been dead man walking ever since the Bears went out and got Mitchell Trubisky. Feels like eventually this is going to be, I mean, at some point this season, it really feels like you're going to see Trubisky start Ave- for the Bears. Eventually? Well, after last night, week one. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, this, you want an overreaction. Here you, this, this is not even an overreaction. They're ju- you can't pick a guy number two in the draft. And wait. And you can't do it in Chicago. Look, John Fox is, what, year three? And I get the Bears were, they, they were a mess. Like, when he walked in there, there, there wasn't much to look at. There wasn't much to do. But John Fox has got to do something or he's going to be out of a job. And why not let him play now? I mean, you're not going to contend this year. Well, because you know you got, that. Because, well, this is, goes back to the question we were all asking on draft night. You just spent this amount of money on getting Mike Glennon, and then you go get Mitchell Trubisky which then there was the connect of how much was John Fox told? Was he told anything at all? How soon was he told before the draft? Like there's the writing on the wall. If you're John Fox, hold on, we're going to go use number. We're going to move up to get number two and we're going to get a quarterback. And we got Mike Glennon. And then we're going to tell the coach about that. There's, there's your standing in the company ladder. So yeah, if you want to ride and die with Mike Glennon, that's fine. But the organization is looking at Mitchell Trubisky and, we can we, we can say it's not an overreaction, or we can say not to overreact to week one, but Trubisky comes out looking like that. Glennon comes out looking like dog meat. Now, I know Trubisky played. This was closer to the half closer to halftime because you had Mark Sanchez before that. Then you had uh, the second and third stringers in there. But as I said yesterday about Deshaun Watson, you want something to get you through the next two to three weeks. Let's see if Watson can rip that job away from Tom Savage. Same deal in Chicago, but 
while there's some patience with Bill O'Brien, while there's some time, and while you have Tom Savage, who's played a couple rounds in the NFL, you go out and get Glennon, you think he's the guy, then you do what you did with Trubisky, and then Trubisky comes out and all of a sudden makes that as an opening statement, and Glennon makes that as an opening statement. John Fox does not have the rope that Bill O'Brien does. So while I caution... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...against overreaction in the preseason. Woo! That got real interesting real quick in Chicago. And there was another rookie quarterback. Did you see that who had a really good game last night? Did Deshaun Kaiser have a good game? He did. Through that game-winning touchdown pass with under two minutes to go, 11 of 18, 184 yards and a touchdown. The game-winning touchdown. 45, uh, 45-yard touchdown pass. Nothing like, light, nothing like lighting it up against the, uh, the fifth string of who did they play last the night? The Saints. Okay. Yeah. There you go. The fifth string of the Saints and the Saints defense. I believe at that point it was... That, that's when you take the knife and you scrape the bottom of the defensive dumpster right there. Yeah, I think at that point it was him and Ryan Nassib going back and <laughs> forth for the Saints. I love I love preseason heroes. I love... I And I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but every year it happens. You get that preseason crush. And for the Redskins... Most times, it's funny, over the past couple of years, Ryan Grant would do something in the preseason. It was like, Ryan Grant, hey, Jay Gruden's talking about Ryan Grant. Watch out for Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant could be something for this offense. Last night, people were dogging him, calling him Mr. August when he catches one nice catch. And he did have a nice catch. He, he went up and got a ball and, and you know, out-muscled the situation. But, yeah, it used to be this excitement, this love fest for Ryan Grant. Now it's like, eh, uh, there, there's Mr. August, Ryan Grant. Oh, I'm so happy football is back. You know what? I'm also happy football is back because it's a free pizza football Friday right now. Caller number four three four five zero nine ten. You get a twenty dollar gift card to Chinello's Pizza three four five zero nine one zero, and that pizza is yours from Chinello's. Yes, football is back. PGA Championship is going on. We'll get you updated. And what has turned into my summer crush. They just keep on going. We'll have that for you next on Fox Sports 910. Swing and a high drive. Deep to right. Down the line. Toward the corner. Stanton back. Looking up. It is good. Goodbye. Another home run for Brian Goodwin. A majestic soaring high fly ball down the right field line. Landing fair. Charlie Slows on the Nationals Radio Network. We'll get back to football here at 7.01. But last night, and yes, there's a reason he said another, because Goodwin had two last night for the Curly W's in a 3-2 win over the Marlins. Actually had, uh, no, he, oh, he only had one. I'm sorry, another one. He had a single to right in the sixth inning, homered in the eighth inning. Bryce Harper with a double to deep right, and Goodwin scored. So last night, pretty good night there to be Brian Goodwin. As uh, he brings in the game winner with a homer to right, 384 feet in the eighth inning as the Nationals get the win. Tanner Roark, well, this is a good sign. Uh, you got to be happy about this. One of the things I questioned about the Nationals after you know making the moves that they did to to help the bullpen, and they absolutely did that last night. Madsen getting the win, Sean Doolittle getting his seventh save. He goes an inning, allows one hit, gets the job done on 13 pitches. So you got to be happy with the bullpen. Did have to wonder. 
What about a starter? Did they get anybody else? They didn't get anybody else. Strasburg still a question mark. Always a question mark in the second half of the season. Tanner Rourke, that is now four good outings out of the past five since he uh, since the All-Star break. Six innings last night, allowed four hits, two runs. Did have five walks, but did have four strikeouts. You'll take that. You, you'll take that from your guy who's your quote-unquote number four or five a guy that you can, if Strasburg's good, you can move to the bullpen in the postseason. You'll take that out of Tanner Rourke. So the Nationals getting a win last night and um, keeping on a roll. Paulie, what is the, the current standings right now? I've, I've actually just lost interest because they have so far pulled away from everybody else in the National League East. It's, it's of Secretariat Belmont proportions. So right now the Nationals are 15 up yeah. on the Marlins. It's not even a topic. I am just looking right now. I'm, just, I'm checking in on baseball. I'm not losing interest. Oh, I'm definitely not losing interest on baseball because um, if you were not with us, we know people in the summertime are on vacation, in, out, doing different things. Right after the trade deadline, I, I used one of my sports wishes. I have a concept on this show, and you're more than welcome to participate at any time that you want. I have the belief in the sports genie where you get to ask three sports wishes of the sports genie each and every year, and I use one of my wishes – after the trade deadline, is that and that was, I want the Dodgers and the Nationals in the National League Championship Series. I, I, I don't. The, the Cubs were a great story last year. I'm not so much looking at the World Series. I just want to see the Dodgers and the Nationals. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Dodgers they win again last night, and let's make that number 81 on the year for the L.A. Dodgers. You Darvish, Paulie, did you see how many strikeouts last night for you? Oh, geez, how many did he have? Ten. Oh, Ten. I saw some of the pitches he was throwing. It was unfair what he was doing. It's just they're so good. They're so stacked. That rotate, and they don't even have Kershaw right now. I have. Uh, I oh. make no bones about it. I have gone on a summer crush here. It's like in high school when you had your your girlfriend through the school year, and then you went out to summer camp, or you went down to the Jersey Shore, as we used to say back where I came from, and you would meet a girl, and you would just hang out for a week, but she would be your summer crush. I, I'm sitting here. Paulie, what is the shirt that is on my chest right now? It is a Philadelphia Phillies shirt. I am wearing a Philadelphia Phillies shirt, and even I have to admit I have had a summer crush on the L.A. Dodgers, the team that I did pick in the beginning of the year to win the World Series. I picked the Dodgers, and I am on my, my, my summer loving. Had me a blast. I am on a romance. Sing, no, no singing of Olivia Newton-John on the show, but I, I do have a crush on the Dodgers. And they win number 81 last night. They are just an absolute machine. But yet it means nothing. It, it, I don't want to say it means nothing. But we all know it doesn't mean anything if they don't get in and win the World Series. Because if it, then it becomes Golden State, you know, how many regular. Because it's a great parallel right now. Because we should be looking. They're on pace for 116, I think now 117 wins. This, this should be fun. And I don't want to lose sight of this because you go back to the Mariners of 2001, 116 wins. The Dodgers could do that this year. Now, what happens in September? Do they back the guys off? What exactly do you do? Do you go for the record? Like, we could have these conversations. They'll probably get buried by football. But the Dodgers right now are just one of the best regular season baseball teams I've ever seen. However, when it comes to it, and and this is why I say the setup with the, the Nationals is so fascinating, because the Nationals and Dodgers have both gotten to that point where we say, that's great, Congratulations on a good regular season. Show me something in the postseason. The Dodgers eventually got over that first round hump. The Nationals have not. Is this is our skepticism about the Dodgers more about the Dodgers because they've been there before but haven't gotten over that NLCS hump? Or is it more because we've seen teams do this before like the 01 Mariners, 
the 07 Patriots, uh, Golden State Warriors a couple years ago, where they have such a great regular season but don't get it done in the postseason. Well, I think the Mariners, would I, if I could take this and separate it, you could take the Patriots of 07 and the Golden State Warriors of two years ago, more of a national thing. The Mariners in 2001, and a lot of things happened, obviously, in 2001 at the end of the regular season, including 9-11. Just that, that West Coast story, I don't think people are paying attention to the Dodgers. We, Paul, it's weird for Paul and I because we get in here at about 4 o'clock in the morning, and usually things are just wrapping up in L.A., and being a Fox affiliate, there's a good connection with the Dodgers, so we get the live feed and you know get checking on the Dodgers and what they're doing right now. So there's that interest of having this odd hours, the odd hours that we keep. They're they're the best story in baseball, but it gets lost in the East Coast. If the Dodgers were, if the Yankees were doing what the Dodgers would do right now, oh man, Sports Center would be slurping it up. They would have the uh, the old Pedro Gomez assigned to a different. You know, remember when Pedro Gomez was assigned to Barry Bonds? They would have a Yankees beat reporter right now. But it does get lost a little bit because it's on the West Coast. But I, I think for the Dodgers, it's the Clayton Kershaw element. It's the Dodgers have been there before. Just You get to a point where you've been, hey, you're a great, that's a good story in the regular season. Hey, it's exciting. You're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Then, then the, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, it wears off. It's the, hey, all right, you got, you got to give me a little bit more here. Because we have expectations. And as sports fans, they're usually high. And on that note, I do have to get the story about Dale Jr. and Kevin Harvick. Because uh, Kevin Harvick saying that Dale Jr.'s popularity has stunted the growth of NASCAR. I'll dive into that in the 7 o'clock hour. But first things first, to uh, clear up some business here, Paulie. Who do we give a $20 gift card to from Chinello's Pizza? We gave Tom Scheffler of Colonial Heights a $20 gift card today. Tom, good morning to you and all the fine people of Colonial Heights. I'm not done giving stuff away because, well, since we're talking baseball, and it's going to be limited today because we got a lot of football to kick around, I do have a four-pack of Flying Squirrels tickets to give away, and this would be for the game on August the 20th. The Squirrels are in town this weekend if you would like to go. But if you would like to go to that August 20th game, I've got tickets right now for caller number three at 345-0910. It's the brunch and, bre- brunch and baseball Sunday game at the Diamond. Caller three gets them at 345-0910. We'll come back with my good, bad, and ugly from the Redskins preseason opener last night. And I have thrown out a fill-in-the-blank Friday question to you. As you wake up this morning after watching the Redskins' first preseason game, the first thing I'm thinking is fill in the blank. Either on Twitter, at WestFoxSports910. We'll take your calls and we'll check in with Rich Tandler of CSN Mid-Atlantic next on Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 